Welcome to the Future Design Academy podcast, which is all about how to find and do the work you love. Hosted by Rachel Sparks, master career navigator, author, and international HR executive. This show is where you will learn how to deliberately design your career and ultimately be your best self and do your best work. Welcome to the Career Navigator Coaching course. This is the course and I'm Rachel Sparks, your Career Navigator. We are in Lesson 4, Master Your Market. So just a reminder, we're in Module 1. In Module 1, we have covered mindset, we have covered impact, we've covered negotiation in the last lesson. And this is Lesson 4 of Module 1, Mastering Your Market, which is all about power. So master your market. How do we master our market? First of all, what am I talking about mastering our market? What if you're not an entrepreneur? Why am I saying to master your market? Well, I absolutely believe that you should be thinking about yourself as an individual, as a mini business. Your market is who you serve. So whether or not you're working inside an organization, whether or not you're working for a consultancy or whether or not you are in fact a contractor or working for yourself, your market is who you serve. It's also anybody who needs your skills or service. It's who ultimately pays you for your salary or your rates or your income in whatever way. And it's certainly who influences your progress in whatever way. So the people in the job hunting process who influence that progress, whether it's uh, for a new role or a new position or a pay rise within your organisation. So that is who your market is. And I want you to get really aware of who those people are because this also sets the foundation for some of your networking later on. So why should we master our market? Why should we even be thinking about who our market is and, and how to really master that market? Well, again, going back to the theme of this power module, if you want pay rises, if you want promotion, and if you want new positions in other organisations, then absolutely understanding who it is that is going to give you those things is your market. But also further to that, if you want to understand how to uh, really connect your own personal why and why you're doing what you're doing with a market's why, that is key to understanding your market. So getting in their head, getting underneath the hood of what is going on in your market and the people you serve, is going to allow you to communicate your own personal purpose with what's going on for them. When you can do that in a really great way and bring together your market's purpose with your own purpose, then you again stand head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Okay, so in today's lesson, we're going to talk about the five main groups in a market in any person's career, whether or not you're working for yourself or working within an organisation. And they do come into those two categories again. Mostly you're going to have a category around markets for pay rises and promotions and markets of when you're trying to get a new position. The only change is really who those people are. How you're dealing with them is going to be common, but it's really exactly who the actual individuals are that are going to change. So firstly, what I'm going to get you to do in the worksheet sheet is do some work on understanding who your current client or customer avatar is. So take a think about what role it is that you're doing now and who is it that is your actual customer or your actual client. So if you're in an internal role, this could be your direct boss or it could be a stakeholder group that you 
deal with, or it could be even the actual client or customer of the entire organisation that you work with. But what I want you to think about is who am I actually serving? What do I actually do for that person? And, and what business pain are those people in? And what is it that I provide? What skills and solutions and services do I provide that fix that pain? I really want you to do that work because you start to uncover the value that you provide these people. The second group of people is your recruiter network. So if you're going for pay rises and promotions just in the green box, it's is there recruiters inside your organisation who start that process and really manage the administrative process of uh, moving people up and throughout the organisation and understanding who those individual people are and what you need to do to create a dialogue with those people about progression within your organisation. The third uh, market or people in your market are going to be human resources. Now, you might work in a larger organisation where you have HR business partners. You might work in a smaller organisation where only recruitment and HR person is one person or you might have nobody in that role. Either way, I want you to identify who is the individual who manages HR and recruitment. It could be a line manager, it could be an operations manager, or it could be a whole swag of people. So again, I want you to identify who is that for you. Who's the person who can have influence over progression within your organisation from a recruitment and HR perspective? When you go to the worksheet, sheet, you will understand that there's slightly different ways of dealing with either of them. A recruiter, if they are a recruiter full-time, they are looking at moving through roles quickly. They're not so much invested in your career. They're really paid to fill roles fast. So they want to hear from you why you're suitable for the role, why you're interested in the role, and why you'd be a great fit, and make, sure, make their life really easy. Give them the CV, give them a cover letter, and just if this is internally, just make their life easy and make it um, all about speed for them. If you're talking to a HR person internally, then they are probably going to be thinking a little bit more about your organisational development, your career development, and what's going on uh, from a cultural perspective. So you're probably going to be able to sit down with that person and talk more candidly about where you want to go in the organisation, etc. It's not the conversation you're going to be having with a recruiter internally, or a recruiter externally. Uh, once you've understood that, a HR person is still probably not the person who's a decision maker. So just be aware that they're not necessarily going to be the one that either understands everything to know about the role and everything to know about what's going on in the team. So they certainly can probably advise you more on what you want or suggest things around your career planning, but they're not going to be the one who's going to give you your gap analysis or really help you understand what it is that you need to do to step into that role. The line manager, the gold, they're going to be the ones within an organisation for pay rises and promotions who are not only going to be the decision maker, but they're going to be the ones who are going to be able to tell you whether or not you're going to be suitable for that role. What is a great suggestion is to not only identify who those line managers are for your next positions that you're interested in, but trying to build a relationship with them before there's a job opportunity. Having coffees with them, having consistent catch-ups with them every six months or 90 days if possible, and talking to them about your career goals are going to be putting you in a position which is going to make it really strong for you so that they know who you are before you walk into an interview. The other thing is, is sitting down with them before a formal interview to really ask them about specific gaps or specific skill requirements that are required for a role so that you can really prepare for an interview are going to be absolutely 
uh, gold for when you're going for an interview within an organisation. The fifth person or in your market or somebody that is going to be an influencer for you is the big boss. And this doesn't necessarily mean the CEO of your organisation. It just means the line manager's manager. And it's not necessarily that in every organisation the big boss is involved in the recruitment process. But generally, a line manager will discuss or refer to or have a, their manager's input into a recruitment process. So you may uh, be meeting the manager's manager or the big boss at some stage, and you want to understand that what they're looking for in an interview is slightly different to what the line manager's looking for. What you're going to do in the worksheet sheet is understand a little bit more about what a line manager's business pain is. And a line manager's business pain is slightly different to a big boss's business pain. The line manager has actual operational business pain that they want you to solve. A big boss's business pain is much more high level and much more strategic. They just want you to be a great culture fit. They want you to get the job done fast and it's all about timing and speed for them as well. So I just want you to be thinking about that within these groups of five people, they are, have slightly different um, needs, slightly different business pain, and the worksheet is going to help you identify all these things so that you can communicate with them along the way. If you're going for a role outside of the organisation, the only change is who are they? So the actual individual themselves. So you can do the same thing on your worksheet sheet with each of the five different groups. They're just going to change. It's just going to be more of an ideal or a target client customer. And the only other thing that would change would be well, with the recruiters. You might be involved in agency recruiters. And again, I've got some really solid tips and hints on how to deal with the recruiting network so that you can understand what to do with them and what not to do with them. But I do actually cover a whole lesson on how to deal with external recruiters in a later module, so I won't go through that in this lesson this week. However, if you do have questions on how to deal with recruiters this early, then feel free to ask any question of me on dealing with recruiters. Uh, internally or externally. As you know, I've got 15 years of experience in the recruitment and HR industry, so very, very, very happy to answer any questions that you've got on what to do and what not to do when dealing with the recruitment industry. I hope you've enjoyed this lesson on mastering your market. It's really important to understand that, again, you are a new business. You have skills and services that people pay you for and value that you can add so please, if you understand more and more and more that you're there to solve business pain and who are you solving that business pain for, you will start to not only stand head and shoulders above the rest, but more and more understand your value and be able to negotiate on that value and be paid what you're worth in your career. This has been Rachel Sparks. I hope you've enjoyed this lesson. I look forward to the Q&A session and I love your work. Thank you for listening to the Future Design Academy podcast. We believe that everyone can design a career that aligns to their unique passions and talents and find the courage to take that path. We hope that you have enjoyed the show and will take action to apply something learned today so that you too can find and do the work you love. Don't forget to subscribe for more inspiring and practical episodes from Rachel and the Future Design Academy. If you are interested in working with Rachel to be your best self and do your best work and are ready to design the career you really want, then please head to www.futuredesignacademy.com and check out her online and group coaching programs today.